photography saved my life. Mm, that's big. Yeah, photography saved my life because when I stepped into photography, I said that I wanted to do everything about everything that I'd done in my past. I wanted to do it differently now, and I felt like photography was going to be my start over. And that's why for me, I took it and I ran with it. And that's why when you asked the question earlier about like, is this your long term goal? It's like, yeah, because it makes sense now. Starting the Fail Podcast. I am your host, Darren Perkins, and we got a very special guest in the building today. Um, but before we get into that, um, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel wherever you get podcasts. Um, today we have the owner, CEO of KB. Is it it's KB Productions? KB Photography. KB Production is under the Yes, okay, so KB <laughs> Photography. Uh, Chris Kelly, how you doing today? I'm good. Good, good. I, um, as we talked about um, a little bit off camera, um, some of your business ventures that I, I first met you in, um, it seems that uh, you know you, this ain't nothing new. You've been in this entrepreneurial space for a while, right? Um, but let's go back to uh, where you from? Spartanburg, originally from Spartanburg, mm-hmm. um, born and raised, been here thirty nine years. Mm-hmm. So this is all I know. Okay, um, and what, what would you say? was your first introduction into architecture? It's been a while. Um, I want to say, I don't remember the year exactly, but it's been over 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was when I first started doing car stereos. Um, I installed my first radio in my car outside of my apartment here. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was what was that like to your first experience with entrepreneurship? Like, was it, was it you were tired of working a job or, or did you, it was just something that you did for a hobby that turned into something? Well, honestly, um, I was working a job then, and it's like, for me, my story of never being hired on full-time. Mm-hmm. So I was always working for a temp company, and it was like from job to job, it was always temp, but it was never full-time. Right. So for me, it was just like, hey, I get tired of this, so I'm like, listen, I want to do something on my own. And even between the time of starting entrepreneurship, I still worked the job. Mm-hmm. And to, at one moment came where I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. Um, I know we... Uh, like I said, again, we briefly talked about one of your business ventures off camera. Um, specifically, we'll dive into uh, photography, videography. Um, how did you get into that? Uh, funny story I tell everybody all the time, but started in nightclub. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my partners, he was, um, when I had my stereo business, he was doing all my photos for, like, my models and everything like that for my car club. And I was helping him out part-time in the nightclub. He was taking pictures on the backdrop. And I would go around and take pictures of random people and make them smile. Mm. So everybody says, so how did you get started? Like in a nightclub. And I just love to be able to make people smile. Wow. And from that, when did you know, when did you know that you could like really make this something? I really, that didn't really come. For me, it was like, at that time, I was still running my other business. Mm. Um, I dived more into photography when I bought a camera. Okay. Uh, I bought a camera, uh, started taking a few family pictures, photo pictures, friend pictures, and at that time, I felt like I could make it a business. Hmm. Because, you know, anybody around you will tell me, like, Chris, if he does something, anything he does, he's going to put everything into it. I actually got a funny story about that. So, um, about five years ago, um, 
celebrating five years being married to my wife. I actually hit you up about um, doing videography and photography for the wedding. Um, very professional, gave me the price. Um, I'm sure you get it a lot. Where <laughs> it just the price was it was out of my price range at right. the moment. Um, so, but one of the things that my wife and I still laugh about to this day is that that was probably one of our biggest mistakes was cheaping out on photography and photography. Because what we ended up doing, and, and you know, knowing what I know now, the price that you quoted me was not bad. Right. I just had no idea what proper videography and photography cost for it. True, and nobody ever does. Right. So when I when I, I think I, I ended up paying like five hundred for for talk. No, I paid like five hundred for videography, two hundred for photography. Super low. So you get what you pay for in that true, case. That so is true. Every time we look at our. our wedding videos i always think back to i we could it could have been so much better if we would have just paid for quality true that and i'm sure you run into that a lot i do and that's why i just honestly i price them the way i price them it's either you can afford it or you can't afford Mm -hmm. it um for me and i'm I'm not mad about it right you know because i know what i i know what a client expects Mm -hmm. and i know what i like to give yeah so for me it's just like i want to be able to give you what you pay for so let's do it all together and do it the right way. And I can say, um, just from seeing your work on just on Instagram alone, it's just you you probably don't have that problem. But was it ever a time where um, pricing was a struggle for you? Mm, meaning, as far as what people wanted to pay, people to pay. Because yeah. now I still get it now. Yeah, yeah, still. I still get it now. Um, people, some people, not not I can say as a scale percentage wise. More people now don't hassle me about my pricing as they did before. Right in the beginning. In the beginning, because it's like now they see the work and the growth, and they know what they're getting automatically when they reach out to book. That makes sense. And you know, you know, like you said, your name is out there more. Your work speaks for itself. Um, and just to, some of the things that you're able to capture is just I haven't I haven't personally seen anybody else be able to capture a photo like you can. Thank you. What what would you say is your favorite type of event to work? Um, so I don't do a lot of events mm-hmm. um, now. Um, mostly, I'm mostly studio photography. Okay. Um, I, I have a team. That's where the KB Media Production comes in. At. Okay. Um, I have a team that we go out and we do different events. But as far as just mainly photography, mm-hmm. I kind of stick with studio photography now. Okay. Studio, off-site, but it's more portrait, I guess. Um, do you have an ideal client? Um, not really. I serve mostly everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some I guess falls in some categories, some falls in other categories. But I like to deal with the creative ones. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to where it's my toddlers. Like people bring their babies in here. And it's like I don't want to do it unless it's a creative session. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I'm a creative photographer. And I imagine like. Dealing with dealing with toddlers, that could be very challenging. Oh, it is very challenging <laughs> all the time. So you know, it's like they're crying, they gotta sleep, they gotta be fed. So it's a lot. So, uh, what are some things about photography specifically that people may not know? Photography for people that they the things that may not know a lot of time is what actually goes into it. I think the ideal for pure, for a person when it comes to photography. They think it's just shoot, 
um, simple edit, uh, and it's like one, two, three, and then give your photos back. Mm -hmm. Because we have people coming here. Not, not I ain't gonna say coming here, but I've heard people say that like they'll they'll come in the studio, they'll take their photos, and two days later they're like, "Where my retouches at?" <laughs> and I'm like, it doesn't take. It's it's more than that. Like right. sometimes retouches can take two to three hours. Mm -hmm. And if a person comes in here, a lot of my clients, they may have, some of my clients have 20 edits, some of them have 40, some of them have less than that. Mm -hmm. But on a regular, on a minimum, you're talking six edits. So if you even take uh, two to three hours per edit on each photo, it's time consuming. And right. I do a lot of business. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, you're not getting them back in two days. Right. <laughs> right. Especially for what you expect them to look like. Exactly. <laughs> now, if you don't want no quality or mm -hmm. nothing, you you hand it to you right, right off the on. camera. <laughs> that makes it. Um, at this point in your career, what would you say sets you apart from the average photographer? My creativeness, being able to create a set from scratch, um, build it, take a vision, and bring it to life. Okay. Um, meaning, build a set like this wall behind us. Um, this is something that I built here. So it's like taking a set from scratch wood, building it, painting it, uh, sanding it, whatever the case may be. Right. And that's what sets me apart because in, it's something that I battled with for years. It's like, what would make me different? Everybody always used to say, find your niche, find your niche. Mm -hmm. And it was like so many other photographers were doing this and they were doing that and they had this special thing that they did. And for me, I have a lot of background growing up as a kid working with my dad as far as like building, cutting wood and stuff like that. I just took it and applied to photography. Right. I mean, then you would never on the surface think that they go hand in hand, but they actually go really well. They do. A lot of photographers are not in this area, but a lot of photographers in the other areas like Charlotte, Atlanta, they're building. Hmm. I never knew that. Yeah, we'll see. I, for me, traveling, I, my mind absorbs a lot off of things when I'm traveling. Mm -hmm. So that's why I do. I take things and I bring them back here. Mm -hmm. You know, it's either you can pay somebody to build it or you can build it yourself. I was going to say that probably saves you some money. It definitely does. And I mean, you can be able to put your own vision into it as well. Um, because it's like now you are the brain behind the idea versus telling somebody that don't truly fully understand your vision. Mm -hmm. So it's like when I, I have the vision inside of me, I can create it how I want to create it. So um, what would you say? Is, is it a something that happens often that people ask you for like a custom setting or is it just your creative juices that get you flowing? It could be two ways. Um, one say one way it'd be they come in, they want me to actually build a set. Mm -hmm. And some people come in and they have an idea, and then I'll say, hey, let's build a set. Mm -hmm. And it's just because the creativeness in my mind says, let's do something bigger. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't apply to everybody. Because right, right. some people just, it just don't click. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, why would I go out my way? Or what's the purpose of going out of my way if they don't want it all? Like, for me, that means like, it's like it works hand in hand. It's like, okay, I can want to give you 50% and you might not want to give me back 50. You may want to give me 20. Right. So I need, if, if the clients that meet me halfway, and it always works. It sounds like it's so much bigger than just photography. Though. It's like, yeah, you are a photographer, but really you're an artist. And that's it. That's that's really it. Um, it and people say me all the time, like, you're an artist. Mm -hmm. Artists comes in different forms. Right. Some paint, some sculpture, mm -hmm. some build. Um, so you have a lot of different artists. And I never saw myself as an artist or becoming an artist. Mm -hmm. But now finding myself in this realm of 
being creative, it all makes sense. Yeah. And you can see it. It shows me. I definitely. <laughs> um, how would you say uh, having a social media presence helps the business? Or does it in any way? It does. It, it, having a social media presence is important. Um, number one, key. I tied into my business. Having the images is a lot. Mm. You know, with social media these days, people want to see what you're doing, yeah. how you're doing it, when you're doing it, um, and where you're doing it, and how it looks in the end. Um, you know, and that's why I consistently like with business nowadays, it's like you got to have a social media manager to be able to, to yes. come inside and get behind the scenes footage because people nowadays in photography, I'm only going to speak on photography, they, they see the final product, mm -hmm. but they want to see how you put the final product together. So, like, for them, it's like, if they saw a girl, one of my photo shoots I did was in water included, water involved. They saw where, okay, she was wet. People can see it as though it was graphically done or it was done in real life. So, in order for me to be able to not only just show you, to prove to folks, like, this was done really in studio. You know, see the buildup of the black plastic being laid down, the, the shower being built, the water hose that was ran. Uh, how the water came down, even the cleanup process. People want to see that also. Having a social media presence makes a big difference because people are willing to work with you more because they see what you got going on. And I think when you when you show things like that, it makes people appreciate your work even more. It does. And, and you know what all goes into it. And now linking back to the question of, do you have issues with people paying you? That's why they pay you. Yeah. Because they know now at the end of the day, you're not just snapping their photos and delivering them. Yeah. You're doing more than it. You're putting everything you got into it. So it's like, I would rather pay you this much money because you're going through what you're going through to make my vision come to life versus just taking my appointment, taking my pictures, and delivering my pictures. It's like a three-step process. For me, I'm involved from the beginning to the end. Yeah. I do a consultation with every one of my clients. And then I think another cool thing is for your profession in particular, you could just meet somebody um, and you got a portfolio just – at a click of a click of a button. That's true. You that's just true. pull up your Instagram and yep. just follow me here. Just that is on. that's a good thing too. Yep. So nowadays, it's like business cards are good, and I never tell people not to use business mm -hmm. cards. But nowadays, social media, yeah. social media with Linktree, all that stuff, you can connect everything you got with one click, one share, one button, one follow, whatever. So social media is a prime. It's it's a prime thing now. I definitely. I mean, without it. You know, I'm able to utilize it as well with, with my work online. So I definitely can see not only is it good to show your work, but also uh, it's money to be made online. It definitely <laughs> is. And they're actually giving it out now, like, with no problem. Right. Built on a passion and love for art, All Things Design is here to create spaces you will love and custom designs and memories that will last a lifetime. All Things Design specializes in event design, interior design, corporate design, custom design projects, and home closet organization. And that's just to name a few. Communication is key. We're here for whatever you need. We'll help you solidify your vision and keep in constant contact until your dream is realized. All Things Design, a step above the rest. Be sure to book at allthingsdesign.org. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back.
back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast. Today we got Chris Kendall in the building. Um, just to continue the conversation, do you have a preference between uh, photography and videography? I don't. Um, I'm definitely photography by nature. Mm-hmm. Um, video is great, I, but it goes hand in hand. Right. Um, you know, some the videos, videos tell a story, and you know, even with my clients for weddings, that's how I sell them. I sell them based on whichever one they want more. If you want photography more or videography, if they're in between, that's how I make them figure out which one they want more. Because video tells a story, right? You know, like me and you can sit here and talk all day long, but if somebody snapped a picture of us sitting here, they never know what's going on. So for me, it's not a preference. Both of them are great for me, but I'm definitely a photographer by nature. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, do you have any tips for any editing tips for anybody starting out? Any basics that pretty much every photographer, videographer needs to know, or is it is it different? Just like coming to editing, it's more like sec- frequency separation and dodging and burning. Mm-hmm. You learn those three things right there, or four things if you want to break them down like that. You can go a long way. Okay. I uh, know we we pretty much been breaking it down, uh, but what would you in in your opinion? What is the importance of an attention to detail Really, 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 really important. Um, for me, just in my experience, um, in future of my opening stage of doing photography, there were things that I didn't notice that clients would figure out or we would see after mm-hmm. that we couldn't fix. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing about photography is that you can't never recreate. You can recreate the moment, but do you want to recreate it? Sometimes you got to catch the moment right then. Mm-hmm. So attention to detail is very important for me because you just never know in a session. Hair may be out of place. Clothing may be out of place. Um, so you just never know. Some things you can fix and some things you can't fix in post. But my thing is I like to get it right on the first go-around. Um, that way we won't be trying to fix it in post edit or something like that. So attention to detail is very important. I would definitely And it's probably... Is it something that you can can turn off? Like if you see if you see somebody's work, you're not even in a work capacity, but just seeing the stuff, do you know it's like, oh, I probably would have did this. I do it all the time. Yeah, I do it all the time. <laughs> it's a thing. It's a habit, and um, I try to break it. It's hard. Anybody that's that passionate about their work mm-hmm. or just passionate about the craft, period, they're gonna speak. They they're gonna see something different mm-hmm. always. You know, and it could be anything. It could be people do. People probably do it with me. Mm-hmm. But I'll never know. Right. So I mean, it's just something that we do as a professional, or as an artist, or as a photographer, a videographer. It's just something that we do because truly, you're passionate about it. Hairstylists are the same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I, def- I had a hairstylist once. She said that she she may not say something, but definitely in her mind, she's it's always, always there. She's always yep. there. Never even turn off. I know um, you mentioned uh, your team uh, a few times in the interview. What, what does your team mean to you, uh, having a team to back everything that you have going on? So, number one, my team is it's like family. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though we all are in business, <clears throat> we all have our own individual businesses, um, it's still like family. Um, my goal, I guess uh, maybe this is one of the questions, my goal for my team is always to help each other grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a lot of different teams over the last years of having different things 
excuse me, as far as car club, winter team, and stuff like that. Uh, but now, most likely with the photography and videography business, the team is very important. Um, my teams are broken into two different teams. I have a team that goes on the road with me that travels. Well, both of the teams go on the road, but I have a team that we work like events, like trade shows, um, things of that um, nature, um, different event, big event parties and stuff like that. And then I have an in-house team that we have here at the studio that consists of a wardrobe stylist, three makeup artists, um, one hairstylist, and then my business partner, photographer. Mm. So we get together and we every month we come up with a creative day. Mm. Um, and we all come to the studio and we find different models and we create different looks. But the bigger picture behind it is we're also teaching each other different techniques to grow. So, you know, I'm teaching my makeup artists and challenging them with different looks. Um, same thing with my hairstyles, wardrobe styles, taking them out of their comfort zone. And I do that for people all the time, whether it be with my mentees or either my team. And it's always to push them to help them grow. That's dope, man. I definitely see the value of having multiple people that can buy into what you have going on. And it, I feel like it probably makes things easier for you. It does. It does. It's, it's having a team to rely on. Because I was a person at one point in time that I didn't really depend on a lot of people. Um, I didn't like to delegate. Yeah. But with the, when you have a team, you, you tend to learn to delegate. Mm -hmm. um, you teach the people not to be just like you, but to be a reflection of you. And when you have a reflection of you, you, you basically have multiples of you. And with together, we can all build. But still, I still, I still tell them all the time, like, hey, promote your business. Always focus on your business. So I do things to pour into their business to help them grow so they won't put so much energy into me where it's like, okay, we're doing everything to help you win, but I'm not doing anything to help you win. So it's kind of like back and forth. Like we're always helping sense. each other. It's like you're preventing them from that burnout yeah. of just pouring all, all into your business. Correct. And also keeping you from burning out because it can be really exhausting to do all this stuff by yourself. Yeah. You know, you think about it, man. At the end of the day, even as a photographer, we're not going to do makeup, mm -hmm. hair, but I do know some. Mm -hmm. I know some, some, I know, I don't know if it's a photographer that does hair or a photographer that does makeup, or maybe it's vice versa, where it's a makeup artist and a hairstylist that knows how to work a camera. So I do know those type as well. But even in that case, just think about it, man. If you had to come in, in my presence, build a set, do makeup, do hair, and get your outfit together. It's a whole day right there. And then you burn out. You like at the mm -hmm. end of the day, it's like, I'm tired. Right. And so you're only really getting paid for one job, but you're doing five. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, even though in our mind, we like, people like, yeah, it's a one-stop shop. Mm -hmm. But where's the quality in? Mm -hmm. Because everybody can't, you can't do everything on your own. Right. Like, you can't do everything. And that's why, like, I bring in people to like, hey, I need you to do hair. I need you to do makeup. I need you to find clothes. If I sit down and think of the vision, I can hand the vision out like cars, you know, and, and, it comes out better. and it comes out better because you now you got better quality. Everything looks together. The quality matches all the way around in every, every in every part of that look when it comes to photography. It's not like nothing lacks. Right. Because in the end, you know, we can be amazing at everything, but something is going to lack some way if we try if to do everything ourselves. Yeah. If it's just one person. That makes a whole lot of sense. Um, Looking at your career in its totality to this point, um, what, what, is it anything that you did initially that you do differently now? 
as far as photography is concerned. Meaning just all in photography? Mm -hmm. That's hard. Because I think everything that I've done in my past mm -hmm. prepared me for photography, mm -hmm. business-wise. Um, but if I had to hone in basically just on photography, mm -hmm. is anything that I've done differently, what I've done back then that I do differently now, it would be how I manage my clients yeah. in the experience. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. So I didn't. That is one good thing. I just thought about it. Like back then, it wasn't about an experience. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna say I didn't care about my client experience, but it's not, it wasn't as important as it is now. Mm -hmm. You know, to me, I want you to not only come here and just get great photos, mm -hmm. but I also want you to have a great experience. You know, and I teach people that all the time like, make sure your client has a great experience because your experience is worth talking about. People don't go to a party and talk about how much alcohol they drunk. Mm -hmm. Or the person that they met, um, they talk about their experience overall. Your experience is everything collectively. You know, whether it be your shoot, whether it be the time you shot, whether it be the quality of the photos. Because, you know, even if I give you a great experience and give you bad photos, you're still going to talk bad. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I don't want to give you amazing photos, but a bad experience. Right. You know, I want your experience to be something to talk about because even, not, I'm not going to say even if the photos were bad because you're not, you're not putting bad right. photos out. <laughs> but, you know, with along with, I want to give you more to take away. So I'm going to give you amazing photos and a great experience. And they go hand in hand. And that way people will talk about you. It's like when you go to a nice restaurant, you love the food and you love everything about it, you talk about it. Because if, if the experience was trash and the food was good, what are you going to talk about? Your experience. <laughs> exactly. You can be like, oh, yeah, the food was good, but yeah, the, the waitress wasn't good. They were slow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They were just this. So I want everybody all the way around to be able to talk about the experience that they had, you know, even down to the studio when they come in, like what it looks like, what it feels like, the vibe of the studio. And that makes people comfortable when they come in. Right. So, you know, that's that's me. That's, that's something that I didn't do then that I do now. Um, and I also want to add, I feel like people people remember, like you said, experience is everything. So people always remember how you made them feel. That's it. That's the truth. And then, you know, that, that in turn makes them either come back and be a repeat customer or at least just share that with people and, you know, that makes the other person come to you. True. You know, more business, word of mouth. Um, There's and, a funny story yeah. to that. I had a client that came to me one time and they loved the experience the first time. They loved the experience the second time, but mm -hmm. we were so cool. And she was like, you mean this time? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not mean. She mm -hmm. was like, yes, you are. And I was like, you know, we, we joking going back right. and forth. But it, it bothered me. Mm -hmm. So literally, I reached out to them like maybe a week later. And I, and I told them, I was like, you know, did you really mean that I was mean? Mm -hmm. She was like, no. She was like, you know, it was just, you know, you were more like, I guess I wasn't as fun as I was the first time. But I think this time I was more like just more serious about what we were getting done. And I think for me, I go through those times because sometimes I have like a full day. Right. And but I never still try to rock anybody of their experience. Mm -hmm. But it just bothered me because I was like, I'm never mean. Right. And I was just like, I didn't want to leave that taste in their mouth or their mind that I was a mean person. And I think even that phone call said something to them. They may not ever mention that to you, but probably that phone call. Kind of, if there was anything, that probably kind of set, yeah, reset. Everything. And that's how you have to be when it comes to business. Like, 
clients make our business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Without the clients, all we have is what we have. Right. And I could say, you know, people, one thing that you can't fake is caring. Like, people can tell if you care or not. Correct. It, it'll show in your work. It shows in probably the shoot, the whole process. You can it always does. tell when someone cares and when they don't. Yep. So, for me, you know, I, tell, I actually was telling somebody this the other day. For me, it doesn't matter how how much money I'm making. I'm gonna give every session I got the same amount of energy mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, this is what it's about. It's about the work and the client experience. With everything that you have going on, you know, I know that you have a family as well. Um, what what do you like? What is that work life balance like for you? It's hard. I'm not gonna sit up here and say it's easy. It's hard. You know, I spend on a regular sometimes. I'm in the studio at, I'm going to say the earliest, maybe 9 or 10, just depends, um, until about 10 at night. Yeah. Full day. Full day. And sometimes it's just, it's not always shooting. A lot of times it may be editing, working on other things. Um, because the thing about a photographer is that, not even just as a photographer, but running a business, is that we still have to make sure we prepare for our next clients, right. the clients that we don't even know anything about. So, you know, we got to do everything based on social media, the whole nine. So it's definitely not easy because it's now it's like you have to take the work days that you have, whether they're 12-hour days, and then still try to balance them with home life. Even if I'm tired when I go home at night, it's like you still got to make that time for them. Yeah, definitely don't want them to feel as though they're not business important. comes before mm-hmm. that. But I also, you know, initially I would say that you have to, put sacrifice in the beginning to get your name out there you to, do. to get the business built and then once you were in a position like yourself you can let off a little bit and, just a little bit though just, just a little, little bit. bit i promise you just a little <laughs> bit because you know for me i'm big on not becoming too comfortable right uh for me there's no limit to how far i go you know like people see what i have now i see what i have now and i'm like this is good but i want more what's next yeah it's always about what's next um you know, this is not the ending point for me. There will never be an ending point until it's like that is the end. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like I'm gonna keep growing. I'm gonna keep growing and climbing until I can't climb anymore. Um, do you see uh, any? I know you see this this business that you're in growing um, as as something that's that's long term. You feel like you'll be in this lane for a while. Oh yeah, I ain't going nowhere. Out of everything I've done, photography is is where it's at now. Like it makes the most sense to you. It makes the most sense. And everything I've tried it in the past, it's like I forced it to work. And this just fell easy for me. Mm. It fell real easy. So I think, I think it's something to finding your passion. It's, it's, is it, it's true that once you find something that you love, it doesn't really feel like work. Correct. And that, that allows you to put your all into it. That's a fact. Guess what keeps you focused at this point? Mostly family. Mm-hmm. Um, my work. Um, I wouldn't lie and say I'm always focused. Mm-hmm. There are some things that distract me um, every now and then um, because I do have a lot going on. Um, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. but I just have a lot going on between work, family, church, um, other outside opportunities uh, of different things, running a production company and everything. But... It's just, it's just staying focused, it's staying on my grind, knowing my goals. That's the main thing, my goals. 
reaching my goals uh, is what keeps me focused. Because I feel like if you don't if you don't know where you're headed, that's when you can kind of stagnate and kind of veer off yep. of that. Yeah, that's a fact. So you definitely need to stay focused. Stay focused. Um, so we're going to take another quick break for our sponsorships. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the two stuff in the field moment, basically, you know, that moment where that we talked about a little bit off camera um, of overcoming adversity. Real Dope Photography is more than just dope photos. It's a celebration of your brand, beauty, and confidence at any stage of your life. Our goal is to capture the greatest moments in your life and the world around you. Visit our website at realdopephotography.com. That's realdopephotography.com. And the real is spelled R-E-E-L. You know, like a real film. Make sure you set up your free consult today. Mention the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast on your booking form in the How Did You Hear About Us section, and you can receive a 20% discount. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast. We got Chris Kenley in the building today. and um, At this point, this is our Two Stubborn to Fail moment. Basically, that moment where uh, you had to overcome adversity and sticks out to you the most that you made it out what, what would that moment be for you for me my moment was as a business owner just trying to make it as a business owner um, a lot of times i have to feel like people don't see the behind the scenes of a good car um, for me when i had a car stereo business a long time ago my struggles and my challenges for me was running a retail business trying to keep inventory and trying to make sure i had products for my clients to where i'd done things as far as even wrote bad checks to make sure that I had it, right. you know, ran into some issues with legal systems and stuff like that. Um, but it, it taught me. It taught me to become more better at how I manage things. Um, because, like, for us, it was like I didn't want to do anything that um, that could really hurt me, but I did. Um, I never thought I would be in that place. But for me, it was just like that's what taught me because actually when I got involved in what I got involved in, it put me in a place where it's like, I had to make a decision and to make a decision to either do better or do something different. And to be honest with you, that's what kind of pushed me more into photography mm -hmm. because, you know, I was running my car stereo business while I was still taking photos. Mm -hmm. And when that moment came, it was the decision to either let go of that and full-time into photography or continue to deal with that and still try to manage photography. So if I had to say photography saved my life, Mm, that's big. You know, photography saved my life because when I stepped into photography, I said that I wanted to do everything about everything that I'd done in my past. I wanted to do it differently now, and I felt like photography was going to be my start over. And that's why, for me, I took it and I ran with it. And that's why when you asked the question earlier about like, is this your long term goal? It's like, yeah, because it makes sense now. You know, like getting into photography separated me from people, um, people that I felt like I needed to hold on to. But it was a part of things in my life that that I didn't that I done back then. Mm -hmm. But with this journey of photography, it introduced me to a whole new world of people. And took me to took me places. Like I mean, literally I picked up a camera and I traveled within the first six months. Mm -hmm. So photography, I can say photography saved my life. Man, that's dope. That, that might be one of the one of the deepest uh two stuff in the film moments today. I appreciate you for that, but uh and you know now knowing that about you 
that makes all of that much more sense to why your work looks the way that it does. Because mm-hmm. it's deep, like it's deeper than photography. It's it's your artistry. It's what drives you. It's your motive. Yeah. That's crazy. Um. So we we just wrapping up with the too stubborn to fail moment. Uh, but before we get out of here, um, tell the people where they can find you. Um, studio locations, anything that you want to um, shout out, promote. This is your your time. So you can definitely find me on Instagram at KB Photography the number four Y O U. Um, or you can just go to my website at www.kbphotography4you.com and it'll link you to all my social platforms there. Uh, Studio 1885 is where we do all of our sessions at. It's actually co-owned by me and my partner. Um, but you can find us. We're here in Spomberg on 1885 Haynes Street. And if you want to follow us on Instagram on the studio page, well, it's studio underscore 1885. And I can say that... Uh following be careful following that instagram page because you're going to end up booking the session (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before we get out of here uh, do you have any closing remarks words of wisdom that you'd like to leave us with honestly um anything you do find your passion in it um if you find your passion you found you you know that's that's my thing uh for me Anything you really, really, really want to do in life, just just go for it. Deep. I appreciate that. Um, this has been another dope episode of the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast. Uh, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel or wherever you get your podcast from. Today we had the one and only Chris Kelly in the building. Um, dropped so many nuggets today. I appreciate you Thank making you yourself available. Of course, of course. Um, this is I just can't I can't wait to go back and watch this one. Um, <laughs> this has been episode twenty six. No, I'm sorry. This is episode twenty seven, um, and we are signing out.